Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. How much time do you spend on social media every day? It can connect us and entertain us, and social media can also be triggering and a source of questionable facts. So how much social media is too much for healers, for empaths, for sensitive souls? Author and healer Raven Martirosian is here today to talk about ways we can use social media for good without falling down the rabbit hole of cancel culture and wasting all our precious time. Are you ready to meet her? Raven Martirosian is a healer, writer, and tarot reader who's guided thousands of clients, including me, for more than 15 years. She's a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community and has written many transformational books, Notably, her best-selling memoir, The Reluctant Tarot Reader. She's also got her latest book out there, which is called Love, Sex, and Tarot. Known for her humor, sensitivity, and insight, and also telling it like it is, Raven continues to offer her gifts to the world. You can find out more about Raven and her work at shaviawellness.com. Raven, if I've already made you laugh, I'm glad. Welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. It's always so great to talk to you. So I did some poking around. I did some digging before we got together. And I came up with a Pew Research study from February of last year. 90% of people 18 to 29 use at least one social media. That's 82% if you're 30 to 49, 69% if you're 50 to 64. And even the 65 plusers are at 40% using at least one social media outlet. I've been noticing a lot how divided we are, how separate we are from each other. Do you feel like social media contributes to that division or does it help bring people together? I think it does both. And I, in my own personal experience, I went on social media, not so much for personal connections in my personal life. It was actually because I'm an entrepreneur and it really is a wonderful way to get your business out into the world, but it can be difficult to navigate, especially when it seems like there's one being added, you know, every few months we have a new social media channel. So it's, it's practically, you're wondering how, how do I use this and how do I not have it be a giant time suck? And it's really tempting to get involved in conversations that are controversial or throw your two cents in. Um, And I'm really happy that you wanted to talk about this topic because I think it's more relevant than ever. Well, to me, it has to do with kind of the energy of how we are in conversation. To me, this is a, a part of a of a bigger idea of how we are in civil community and compassionate conversation in an understanding um, connection with each other. I have people who I have who are connected to me on social media who every time they post something, I get a stomach ache and have to walk away from the computer and I never comment and I never um, right because it just right. it, I get I get triggered. I get pulled right in through the screen. Now you've made some choices. Yes, you are an entrepreneur, successful healer for a super long time now, mm-hmm. but still quite young. You're still quite, quite young, um, <laughs> but um, a successful entrepreneur for a long time. You've recently made a decision about how you handle your social media presence. What did you do? 
Well, in the be- in the beginning, you know, everybody tells you, and I'm sure you've probably had the same thing. If you're an entrepreneur, you're supposed to utilize all of those channels as much as possible because they're free and it's great publicity and marketing for your business, which is all true. But as a healer and a sensitive, you're also being drawn into that type of energy that you were just talking about. And, and it's how much do you want to take on in your day? Because um, social media can be such such a draw to a sensitive because we want to help people. We want to, you know, share our message. And yet it can also be something that really is triggering and brings up a lot of things um, that you may not want to get into when you have a professional presence online. So the way that I set it up is that I, I started with Facebook reluctantly. Um, I did not want to go on Facebook because of their practices, but I knew that it would be a great channel to connect with my people because I'm, I'm all virtual now. So most of my clients, my clients are all over the world. It's one way that they can connect with me so that we're not just disembodied voices all the time, you know? So, so that was my way of starting. And then people would say to me, Oh, you got to get on Instagram or you got to get on Twitter. And I was actually an early adopter of Twitter long ago before it actually blew up. And yet I saw a change happening in social media first with Twitter and then with Facebook and now with Instagram that once it gets to a certain point, there are more ads and it's also there's more um, anger and rage and just this unfettered energy that's flying all over the place where people are attacking each other. And it's really hard to be around. It's almost like being in a mob all the time. And I just couldn't handle that. And I tried to mitigate it by not opening a personal page on Facebook. So I just have a business page on Facebook and that means I don't see people's streams. I don't see anything coming around, you know, my page. I basically control what's on my page and that's it. But Twitter became this sort of hellhole that it is now. And then Instagram started to be more of, you know, ads flooding into my account. And I found it to be very exhausting for my day. Even though I have many hours of my day to do this work in social media, if I wanted to, I just found it to be a big energy drain. So the the big choice I made last year was to get off of Instagram. And that almost horrified like people that I knew. And, and some people were genuinely sad because it was really the only way that we connected to each other. And I said, hey, you can come to Facebook. We'll talk there. But many people are either on Instagram or they're doing, they have so many social media channels to keep up with that they, it's hard enough for them to even, you know, manage their own accounts. But that was a big step for me because I had to really rein it in. It was getting to me too much for me. Too much to handle, too much to upkeep. So I did. I shut it. I shut down Instagram, and I'm only on Facebook now. And it ruined your life, right? You failed. Business <laughs> failed. Cat ran away. It just everything. You. It's ruined, right? <laughs> well, people. People were. We were wondering. They were like, "Oh my God, what's going to happen when you go down to one?" I said, first of all, I've I've been on Facebook for almost you know eight years or seven years. I still have a presence online. I have a website. Um, I have a very strong client base, lots of referrals, lots of returns. So I wasn't really concerned about that. You know, my business is at a level now that I don't really need social media. I mean, I appreciate that it helps me, but, um, and it gives me that connection. But what's interesting is that when I let go of Instagram last October, and I had had Instagram for about a year and a half, two years, maybe three, um, I was a little worried because I thought, oh my God, these people that were going to miss me people that I was friendly with, some clients, I'm like, they're not going to, you know, stay in touch with me. I had my best year, best month of the year (laughs) in November, Mm. the year, the month after I let go of Instagram. And it just has only gotten better since, because I think I'm happier. That's why I'm happier. I don't have such a, you know, the thing about Instagram too, is that 
you're not just liking people. You have to hashtag. You have to make sure they know you're liking them. You have to make sure that you're reading people's posts. You want to make sure that people don't feel let let you know that they feel like they're being rejected by you or left out. So there's a lot of upkeep in your day, and I just couldn't do it anymore. It was just too it was just too exhausting for me, and I'd get irritated. <laughs> well, I. I'm going back to what you said. You were talking about how we should use these because they're free. I'm not sure social media is free. I think there's a cost in energy, in emotion, in time, in um, like the where you're going to focus your attention. I, fe- I feel like, and I'm on social media, I'm on Facebook, and I have a personal page that's also kind of a business page because when I got started, I didn't do it right. And then I've got a business page, which is mostly a page about the podcast. And then I'm on Instagram, but mostly to post pictures of the jigsaw puzzles I'm doing. So I'm kind of doing it. I'm not doing it the way a social media manager would tell me to do it. I'm there because I want to, but I also fight that feeling of, I have to do this. I should do this. Something's expected of me. And in that sense, it's not free really, is it? It's not. And it, again, it, you want to ask yourself as an entrepreneur, how do I maximize my time? How do I want to feel every day? How do I want to feel when I'm getting ready to go to sleep? Cause a lot of that's time staring at a screen and look, I love my computers. I am no Luddite. You know, I, I can fall down the rabbit hole in other ways on the computer but I don't want to spend my time on social media, not to mention the practices that I do not like be, you know, with the corporations behind social media. I don't like the constant surveillance. I do not like them selling my data. I do not like them knowing things about my life. So that's what concerns me. You know, there are many books now written by people who constructed social media who are now saying, get off. <laughs> like, like they're saying, leave social media. We know how insidious this is. I mean, the, the creators are now warning of the creation. So it's like, I, I pay attention when people say, get, off, get your personal information offline as fast as possible. I'm not willing to give up Facebook though, because I find my Facebook business page, again, I just do my list of information. I connect with people on my page. It's very controlled. I don't list and, and talk about and picture anything about my personal life as much if it doesn't relate to my business. So I'm very much in control of that page. But believe me, if I felt like in any way that I needed to give up Facebook, I would. I would just miss the people that I've had, you know, online relationships with through my business all those years. But if I had to shut it down, I would. Because it is, you're right, there is a cost. There's also a sort of an um, idleness, maybe not, maybe idleness is not the right word, but there's that idea of having the screen with you. And when you're waiting for the tea to brew or you're waiting for whatever it is, the water to get hot, you're just kind of scrolling through aimlessly, mindlessly scrolling through. And it's kind of a, it's sort of an aimless browsing that doesn't lead to anything good, right? Time passes and we don't remember what we've seen. We don't remember what it's, it's, it's weird because it's like, it makes things less important instead of making them more important. Do you know what I mean? Stuff doesn't stand out when you're always, always, always scrolling. Well, for, for, (laughs) for Gemini's especially, you know, we are, we are always chasing the shiny object and, and social media is a shiny object because there's always something to learn or talk about or see. So it can be very addictive. And, and I think um, another turning point for me was last year, I went on a trip, actually took a train and it went through, we went through beautiful country and I looked around and everybody was on their phone. Everybody oh. was on their phone, no matter what age. And look, I'm not judging people if that's how they want to connect. 
everybody can choose to use the energy the way they want to. But as we're waiting for the train, there's a beautiful bald eagle up in the sky circling us. Nobody's looking at it except for me. And I'm like, look at what people are missing by craning their necks at this little tiny machine. Now, I think this is a very temporary thing that we have in society. In five years, nobody's going to have a phone. It's all going to be grid connected. It's all going to be invisible or have some sort of technology that's streamlined into all of our lives. So I think we're kind of like the teenagers, you know, with the boom box. Like now <laughs> it's the cell phone and we're just like, oh, my God, we're the first people. And it's like we just have to utilize. I think this is a very temporary thing because we're already seeing it being streamlined into, you know, everything being smart connected and all that, which also is kind of terrifying to me, too. But I mean, but this is a personal choice for everyone. And especially as an entrepreneur, you have to, you have to figure out what you want your day to be in terms of time management, how much marketing. And I'm not just the, you know, an entrepreneur with tarot. I'm also an author. So if you, if you to ask anybody, if you're going to start publicizing your books, people will say you need to be on every platform to put your books on there to get people interested because I'm self-published every platform. And I'm like, I just can't do it. You know, I'd have to hire somebody to do it because it's just not my thing. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's what a lot of people do. Like entrepreneurs, when you get to a certain point, you have to have a social media manager just to keep track of all those streams. And then you are uh, creating content. And then the social media manager is, you know, curating the content that goes out to your streams. That's not something I'm interested in because I would rather put up a picture of the jigsaw puzzle I'm working on or talk about the latest funny thing that came into my spam folder or let people know what's coming up on the radio show. So I don't use it. I, I think some entrepreneurs use their feeds as a relentless kind of a shouting selling machine. Mm -hmm. And you never did that that I noticed. And I hope that I don't do that. That's not my plan either. Tell me something good about social media. Oh, there are amazing things about social media. I mean, I, I, it, personally, I'm meeting people that I would never meet in real life because they're all around the world and I get to connect with them. And they're really, really good people. You know, I like talking to my clients and people that I know um, that I would not otherwise see. I love social media with things like the disasters in Australia or Africa or other places, the Amazon, where people can give money so quickly you know, millions and millions of dollars within a day. That's incredible how people can spread the word. Abu you know, animals that are being abused or things that need to be helped, people need, who need to be helped, that can be addressed so quickly. And, and to me, this is all telepathy. It's just that we need these boxes to make sure it's okay. Like we're all communicating telepathically, but we need to have these little metal boxes to, to make sure it's not too crazy woo. Like, so, so, when these little metal boxes go away, we're going to have these, this ability to be able to be more telepathic with each other. It's just we're not ready for that yet. But social media is the intro to that. Well, that's very interesting because I would hope that that goes in the good direction, not the, not the negative direction. Because although it is true and is like a spiritual law, a true, like capital T true, that everything is connected, it's also true that we are not as humans capable of living in that everything is connected without going crazy. We have to have boxes. We've got to have labels. We have to, right, we have to categorize things. It is this, it is not that. And so what you're kind of what you're talking about sounds like a sort of an evolution into a greater kind of connectivity. I hope so. And I feel like right now we're seeing the depths of the trauma and the disconnect that we all feel. And it comes out like a rage uh, online if you're not careful. Um, I'm lucky enough that on my page, 
people who come to me are very supportive. But once in a blue, I get people coming in trying to rustle up trouble. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, sometimes I have to block them or sometimes I have to just like set them down and be like, look, you're on my page. And if you want to give your opinion, that's fine. But you're on my page. Like you're here in my house, you know, so this is how you're going to behave in my house or you're out, you know, and that's and that's and and again, if the, the engagement is one of conflict and confrontation, I would rather not be on social media at, than be on. But what's interesting is that I talk to people of all different ages and many people who are, you know, 15, 20 years younger than me that you would think would be constantly connected have completely shunned social media because they're already worried about all of their information being online or they just don't want to support the corporations behind it. There's a lot of people saying no to social media before they even get involved in it, which I'm always shocked, a little shocked. Cause I'm like, you don't have a Facebook page. You don't have PayPal. Like what? You're 25. And they're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. So, so there is a group of, you know, at least a minority out there that's saying I, there's a better way than this. My kids are 16 and 19 and they will cheerfully tell you that Facebook is for grandmas. Oh, yeah. Um, which is hilarious because when I got on Facebook and gosh, I don't know, 2007, 2008, I thought I was the coolest thing ever. But <laughs> that's exactly what a grandma would say. So I guess I'm, I guess I'm, I'm showing my age. I often hear from people who I talk to in my practice that when a relationship ends or when someone is feeling not good about their own life, they go on, let's say, Facebook, they go on Instagram and they start to look at what other people mm. are posting and they either they like stalk their ex or their exes are stalking them or they're looking to see who got what that they didn't get or who was mm -hmm. invited to the thing that they weren't invited to. And there's for empaths, especially, and especially people who are empathic and who are suffering for whatever reason, social media can be an enormous trigger. Can you say a little bit, are there ways for very sensitive people to use social media and get the good stuff, but not be triggered into hysteria by the bad stuff. <laughs> that it, it's a tricky, it's a tricky line because I have gone down the Facebook rabbit hole of checking X's. It never ended well. So I, I what's helped me is Facebook has actually made me a much more disciplined person <laughs> because I don't check things anymore that I don't want to see because it, I know it'll hurt me. So mm. a lot of that is actually training my mind to say, love yourself enough to not go hurt yourself because you know if you go looking you're going to hurt yourself and that has been i know it sounds funny but it's actually true that that helped me become more disciplined as a person and as a healer to say we have choices and the choices we make we can decide to go down that rabbit hole and find what we don't want to see because as healers we already know it's hanging out there if you have any sensitivity or an empath or any type of psychic ability, you know you're gonna see something that's gonna hurt you, that's why you're looking for it, because you're trying to hurt yourself. And so as a personal thing, I'd say, be careful about what you're looking for, because you're already sensing something. As an entrepreneur, you know, I talk to a lot of people in my practice who are healers and they do the work. Don't believe everything you see. You know, it's not that people aren't good, they're good people out there, but a lot of the shiny fluff fluff isn't real. And, and you think that somebody has their life together, that they're, you know, have this really shiny exterior. Everybody has issues. doesn't matter how successful they are. And I think that so many people go online and they look at a self-described healer because, you know, a million people on Instagram are healers now, right? And I'm putting in quotation marks, they're a healer. And God bless them if that's what they want to do or be, or be described. But a lot of that is for... Um, for lack of a better term, show. Mm -hmm. And 
I think, and I'm trying to be gentle here because I don't want to judge people. I don't know if they're healers or not, but don't believe everything you see and don't judge yourself based on what you see because a lot of the healers I know, the best healers I know are not online. They are very much underground and where you, and they're here and they're doing their work and they're not spending time on social media. They're going out and helping people and they just don't have the energy or the time or the, you know, desire to put, to splash everything online. So don't believe everything you see and don't compare yourself because you don't know if they're actually doing well in their business. You don't know if they're making money or not. Anybody can look like anything online, but you know, the success really is in building your brand or building your business in the way that you want to. And it has to be your own personal, you have to know yourself. You have to know your essence and you have to know who you are in, in your life because people are going to respond to that genuineness. Like I barely show my picture online. I'm surprised anybody knows what I'd look like. You know, I posted a picture yesterday on Facebook. I think it's been like eight months since I put a picture up and I'll delete that picture this week, you know? So it's like, people know where where to find you if they have a connection and just be careful when you look at healers online you're like how am i ever going to be that person you probably don't want to be that person <laughs> you just want to be who you are in your business well and this is part of that spiritual practice i think where as as anyone as anyone who's on the spiritual path as anyone who wants to see farther be better feel better if you want to be in integrity you look for integrity if you want to be transparent you look for transparency so when we're looking at healers teachers any anybody anything on social media it's or on the news or any place it's so important instead of using your empathic or your intuitive abilities to get triggered by the fact that they got a speedboat and you didn't get one or they're dating Charlie and you want to date Charlie. Instead, you could use that empathy and that intuition to look to see is this person as they've presented themselves, is there transparency here? Is there integrity here? How do I as a consumer, whether it's of social media or anything else, how do I find that integrity and then respond to it, whether it's by posting something nice or just following that person's work or by trying to emulate some of that transparency in my own life? And that might be one of the ways I know we're we're just almost out of time here. We've just got about three minutes left. But I think that's one of the ways we can use social media for good. Social media can be kind of a, a focusing lens for our own spiritual practice. Can we be trusted to look at lots of different things and filter out the things that serve us, that are good for us, that feed us from the things that don't serve us, that trigger us, that cause us pain? Right, right. And I, I think with social media, too, that... Um, people say be real and share yourself and really get down with your with your people and talk about your life i think yes to a certain extent but i also think that the energy that you put out especially in a professional level really needs to be on a positive higher vibration than what is out there and if you're crying or you're unhappy don't write that day like you know share it later when you're in a better space because and, and that, you know, this is my way of doing it. And if other people want to do it a different way, that's fine. But I feel like the, the vibration that we put out as healers and as, and as wellness practitioners, we're doing that not only just to, to help our brand, but we're also doing it to help the many, many people who are looking at our posts. And we're doing it to help heal the planet. It's like this is a larger picture than just trying to get success on one level. So that's where social media can really benefit people, because if you're sending out that vibration, so many people are being affected by it. 
So Raven, how can the listeners connect with you? Probably not on Instagram, right? So how, <laughs> not how Instagram, can... <laughs> not Twitter. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. If you look up my name, Raven Martirosi, and you'll see my business page um, with a picture of me in my pajamas yesterday, getting ready to go to work. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then you can come to my website, shaviawellness.com, where you can sign up for tarot, and um, there's a link to my newsletter. And if you want to chat, just come on Facebook. Raven, thank you very much for being on the show. It is always great fun to talk to you. Thank you. My pleasure. Anytime, Karen. That is Raven Martirosi, and you can find out more about her and her work and her books at shaviawellness.com. That's shaviawellness.com. And you are always welcome over at karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out what's coming up next on this radio program. You can also book a private intuitive session with me if you are so inclined. Do you know that if you use the coupon code PODCAST, when you are booking online at karenhager.com, you can take 20% off the session fee for a private intuitive session. What? I know it's new. I'm just trying this. Let's see how it goes. Um, use the coupon code podcast when you're booking online at karenhager.com and claim that juicy 20% off your private intuitive session with me. If you believe, as I do, that when we focus our intention on positivity, on peace, on light, that when we focus on that, that things do change, please check out our free monthly online online guided meditation, Open Peaceful Heart, which focuses on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. Every month, we just did this yesterday, people from around the world gather and we spend that time in silence and in guided meditation focusing on peace. Get details about that at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.